Good Erev Shabbos, my holy Erev Shabbos brothers and sisters. So wonderful to be together again as we can't down with great excitement and anticipation. We spoke about last week to not only receive Shabbos, but to turn Friday into Shabbos, to not only live the Shabbos of Hashem when the sun sets, when Shabbos is imposed on us, but to greet Shabbos and to welcome Shabbos and to in fact create our own Shabbos by transforming Friday into Shabbos with Tosefa Shabbos. I want to thank our sponsors for today, Mendy and Tzipora Fishman, as a schus for Chaya Rivka Bas Tzipora Fredel. Thank you so much for your generosity and your sponsorship. And I want to continue to learn something we began last week. My buddy Mendy got me this magnificent sefer, Rav Melech Biderman Be'er Chaim An Shabbos. And he has such beautiful, beautiful insights, and that's what I want to share with you today as we are getting ready as we're counting down, as we are preparing, as we are taking off our Vachadik Aponim, our weekday face, and we are preparing to put on our Shabbos Panim, Pene Shabbos Nekabla, the serenity, the peace, the tranquility, the sanctity, the holiness of Shabbos. Says Rav Melech the following, Something which is somewhat counterintuitive. He says, do you know that the holiness and the sanctity, do you know that the possibility for spiritual growth and breakthrough of Shabbos is greater than any other yantif? It's greater than any other time. Now, I know that we seem to say that with every time. We say that Purim and we say that Hanukkah and we say that Tu B'Shvat and Tu B'Av. We say with almost every holiday that's out there, no, this one, this is really the one that's the biggest and the best and the most pregnant with possibility. But we have a tradition that in fact Shabbos surpasses them all. I've quoted my mentor, Rabbi Friedman, Zechron Levracha, who used to say, what's the next Jewish holiday? And everyone would say, hmm, what's the next Jewish holiday? Tisha B'Av, what's the next Jewish holiday? Tu B'Av, what's the next Jewish holiday? Rosh Hashanah, and he'd say, no, Shabbos. On any given week, the next Jewish holiday is Shabbos. So says Rav Melech, Not only is Shabbos more pregnant with possibility for holiness, for spirituality, for breakthrough, than the Yom Tovim that we count down towards and we wait for and we look forward to, but also it has the capacity for forgiveness, for transformation. If you think about it for a moment, when Yom Kippur comes, we wear our white and we get ready and we have tshuva, 10 days of transformation, of preparation. And what is the anticipation of Yom Kippur really all about? It's about wanting to merit forgiveness, wanting to in fact be worthy of a fresh start. So the Sefer Mincha Shabbos says, you know, you look forward to Yom Kippur, you count down with anticipation, you can't wait, fresh start, new beginning, white, white, innocence, purity. Do you know that you have 52 Yom Kippurs a year? 52 days that are greater than Yom Kippur, that have more possibility than Yom Kippur, and they're called Shabbos. If a person observes Shabbos properly, if we truly tap into the energy and the spirituality and the excitement and the serenity, if we taste the world to come, not only we taste the delicious delicacies, not only do we enjoy the great wine, the single malt scotch, the delicious herring and the dips, but we actually taste Shabbos itself. We taste the Shabbos, its spirituality, its sanctity, its holiness, its songs, its rituals, its elevation. Even if during the week we worshipped idols. What does it mean to worship an idol? The ultimate idol that we worship is not some piece of stone. The ultimate idol that we all worship, struggle with not worshipping, is the idol of ego, id, ourselves. 
arrogance. We give into this temptation and this appetite and this desire, and that is the idolatry. When it's a competition between what God wants and what we want, too often we follow what we want. When it's a competition between recognizing it's all from Hashem, giving Him the credit and the appreciation, instead we take the credit and we stand up as if it's ourselves. So even if all week long we're Ovid Avodah Kedor Enosh, even if all week long we're giving into that voice of temptation, of appetite, we're giving the wrong address. Nevertheless, if we're Shomer Shabbos Kilchazo, then Mochlan we're forgiven. Ubir Ataz, the Taz, the Torah Zov, in the beginning of Orachayim Reish Sim and Reish Membez, Devadei Eina Shomer Shabbos Zochel Mechila Below Tshuva. What bothers the Taz is what's bothering you. Are you telling me all I have to do is light candles Friday? Are you telling me all I have to do is make Kiddush, go to Kabbalah Shabbos, I accept Shabbos and everything I did wrong, so it's a great life. You eat lobster and crab, you look at the wrong things, say the wrong thing, cheat in business, all week long you do the wrong things, Psh, every Friday night, Kabbalah Shabbos, you make Kiddush, you did Nefesh, you accept Shabbos, and punked. all of a sudden you're forgiven for everything. He says the Taz, no, of course, that's absurd. That's not our religion. We don't believe in superstitions and red strings, and we don't believe in all of this kind of narishkeit nonsense, that you could do the wrong thing, you bake this many things, and you put the key in the thing, and you get to cut this many days, and you do this many things, you keep Shabbos, even the Halakha Shabbos, even the Holy Shabbos can't overcome all the mistakes you've made if you don't sincerely want to repent. So says the Taz, it means the following, that you have to do tshuva. So then, if I've done tshuva, what do I need Shabbos? If I've done tshuva, what do you mean, mochlin lo? I'm forgiven because I observed Shabbos. I'm forgiven, why? Because I did tshuva. So how do you understand this? So Zok the Taz, says the Taz, Normally we have mistakes and discretions that are so egregious that normal tshuva, normal repentance, heartfelt desire to repair is not good enough. So what the Taz says, what the Gemara means is that normal tshuva, tshuva is incredible, tshuva, she's kapara. What is tshuva? I've transformed myself, I've redefined myself. And therefore, the me who was deserving of that punishment, that's no longer who I am. I have a different name. I have a different identity. I'm a different person. And therefore, I'm deserving of a different outcome. That's tshuva. So what do I need Shabbos? Because even as powerful as tshuva is, tshuva can't repair for certain mistakes that are so severe and so heinous and so egregious. But you know what can work with tshuva in tandem? The combination of tshuva and Shabbos. Encountering Shabbos, immersing ourselves in Shabbos, living Shabbos. I said there are some things so egregious, in fact, they're so egregious that Yom Kippur itself can't be Machaper. You wear white, and we don't know what this Yom Kippur is going to look like, but please God, we'll be together and we'll be fasting and wearing our white and davening from morning till night and heartfelt, sincere, being immersed in the process of tshuva, and yet those mistakes are so severe that Yom Kippur itself can't undo it. And that which Yom Kippur can't undo, the combination of tshuva and Shabbos can. What you see from here, from the Mincha Shabbos, what a powerful lesson. We encounter Shabbos like, eh, Yom Kippur, oh, that's worth getting excited about. Ten days of repentance, I prepare, I got my kittel, I wash my thing, I'm getting ready, my shoes, my yam, my white yam, I'm all ready to go. Yom Kippur, ooh, ah. Hanukkah, Zos Hanukkah, Purim, Pesach, Sukkot, all these other days, they come infrequently, and so we get ready. We prepare, I listen to the classes, and I subscribe to the WhatsApp group, and I did my own learning, and I got the latest Sefer, and I read the newsletter, and I'm ready to go. This is going to be the best Tuba'av of all time. I'm ready to go, because it comes infrequently. 
But you know, Shabbos comes each and every week. Don't take it for granted. Don't neglect it. Don't waste it. Shabbos comes every week and it invites the possibility to repair, to elevate, to catapult ourselves in ways that even Yom Kippur can't. He quotes a shot from from Yonis and Ibshitz, but had the Satan came down because he didn't realize the Torah was given on Shabbos. How could he not have realized the Torah was given on Shabbos? Everybody knows the Torah was originally given Sivan that year it was on Shabbos. The answer is because the Satan is present the other six days of the week. The other six days of the week, the Satan is right there in the form of technology and busyness and chaos and temptation and desire. But Shabbos, I'm wearing my Shabbos Panim and my Shabbos Kedusha and my Shabbos Serenity and I'm disconnected. Vedaber Dover, I'm only speaking about Shabbos topics. I'm not speaking about Vachadika weekday topics. So therefore, the Satan is not there on Shabbos, had no idea the Torah was given. Only the next day, when he came back to his job, only then did he discover that the Torah had been given, something that he didn't notice because he wasn't present. The Satan's not there on Shabbos. Tells us that a person should be so proud, so independent, better to have Shabbos be like Chol, don't eat corned beef and delicacies and drink fine wine if you're going to need to rely on others. The pride of independence, not to need to rely on others, should be so great you're willing to make Shabbos Chachol. So he neyadu a meisav rav Amram Chasidah shetok of Yitzrat shezak nor Rabbi Amram shevan Hashem lechabas tasreif of his bayish mimdayim lavor l'rotan Hashem eitzah tovan and sevzkin yitzharik rozva mirs teva shabbos shabbos. One of the ways that we can overcome the yitzharik is by screaming the word shabbos, just invoking the image, the sights, the flavors, the sounds, the feelings of shabbos should inspire us to the best version of ourselves, to remind us not only who we are but who we can become, to remind us of the best version of ourselves. So all week long. We're struggling to realize that version, to tap into that version, to find that version of ourselves. Instead, we're pursuing material possessions and goods, and we're tempted by the temptations of this world, and we want more and more and more. But Shabbos, we don't need more. Shabbos is serenity, satisfaction. Shabbos is fulfillment. So there's a Messorah that you yell the word Shabbos at the Sahara. Don't you know who I am? Maybe it's only Tuesday, maybe it's Thursday, maybe it's Sunday. I'm a Shabbos Yid. I'm a turn Friday into Arab Shabbos Jew. Don't you know who I am? I live Shabbos the whole week long. Bechina Shabbos the whole week long. The whole week long. The whole week long. Incredible. I'll end with this. Shabbos comes and each one of us discovers a piece of ourselves. The most pashalidiyah, the simplest Jew, the simple Jew who's not learning the daf or doing shnayim mikra, the simple Jew struggles to daven the kavana or do the right thing or make the right choices. The simplest Jew, but Shabbos comes. The simplest Jew discovers this neshama yaseira, this extra soul, this expanded and elevated soul, this inspired soul. You taste the tastes of Shabbos and you smell the smells of Shabbos and you're immersed in the feeling of Shabbos and you're talking the Shabbos topics and you're tasting the inulam haba. This is a piece of the world to come. Ooh, there is no coronavirus. And of course, we still have to be careful and the guidelines even more on Shabbos than during the week when potentially socially we're going to be challenged. I'm not saying we should ignore the guidelines. Chas v'shalom. But we're not consumed by the news and the data and the interpretations and the political connotations and the... No, no, it's Shabbos. Shabbos, there's no Corona talk at the table. You know what you talk about? Parshas Korach. You know what you talk about? Ka'echsof. 
You know, we talk about Birchas Abbanam, the children of this week. You know, we talk about how things are going to be amazing again, and there will be a, there is a day after, and there's a future, and my faith, my own, and Hashem. So the simplest Jew who all weeks long is struggling to find, to feel, all of a sudden Shabbos, they encountered that Neshama Yaseira. They're elevated. I don't know who this author is. Gon Rav Uziel Meislish, who says the following. Amazing. The Pasuk says in Sefer Vayikra, it says that we have an obligation to honor an elderly, a more senior, an empty nest, whatever the politically correct term is, for somebody over 70 years old. Why do you have to stand? Why do you stand? You're on a bus, you're in a room, you're at a simcha, you're at the chuppah, and there's somebody who's a little bit, today it's young, but in old days that would have been called old. So somebody who is a little bit aged, with, with like fine wine. So somebody is a little bit older. Why do you have to stand? Why do you have to honor them? Who are they? What did they do to earn it? If you tell me, the Gemara and Kedusha has a whole discussion. We did this in the afternoon kolal several years ago, a whole several shirim on it. But if that older person has also learned a lot of Torah, lived a virtuous, meritorious life, they've lived a philanthropic life, a kind, good life. So I understand I'm standing up for who they are and their deeds. But let's say they've never done anything. They simply managed to live a certain amount of years. They made it. Longevity. They made it past a certain birthday. For that, you're standing for them. Making it past a birthday is worthy of standing up. So we talked about there's a wisdom that comes with age. It's not book wisdom. It's life wisdom. And that's why we're rising. And that's what we're honoring. But listen to the shout of this Eitzah Das Tov. He says, you know why you're rising? Because if you made it to the age, you know how many Shabbases they lived? Every Shabbos, you realize another part of yourself, the best version of yourself. You encounter more of the holiness of yourself. Every Shabbos, you live a little more in Neshama Yisera. So if you've been doing that for years, for decades, for a lifetime, you got to stand for any Jew who makes it that age. Who cares what they learned, what they know, how they observe? You have to stand for them. The answer is the fact that they, they observed Shabbos and they lived those Shabbases and they've encountered the experience, the transformation, the day that's even greater and holier and more rich with possibility than Yom Kippur, that in itself makes it worthy of standing for such a person. Psh, what a pshat. They save a takum. Why are you standing for the seva? Because of the Shabbosim, because of how many Shabbases they've experienced, because of how many Shabbases they've observed. All right, we'll pick up with this exact same place uh, next week. Beautiful idea of the Chidushi Harim. We'll take it from there. But my holy brothers and sisters, let's take in, let's imbibe the Kedusha, the holiness, the sanctity, set aside the worries, the travails, the anxiety, the pressures, the uncertainties, the doubts of the week, and simply sip up, immerse yourself in Shabbos. It's coming. It's coming, but don't wait for it to come descend upon you. V'shomer b'nei Yisrael Shabbos. Don't wait for the Shabbos that he's going to impose on us. Lasos is Shabbos. Make Shabbos. Tosef is Shabbos. Take it in a little bit early. Show that eagerness. Show that, that enthusiasm. Because that's what the os, that is the sign of the closeness of the connection that we have with Hashem. Should have a happy, a healthy, and a holy Shabbos.